What's up, ladies and dweebs? Uh, it's another Friday night. We're semi-live. We've got a chat room open. So, sorry, ladies and dweebs? Ladies and dweebs. <laughs> ladies and dweebs. I'm assuming the ladies are all cool. I'm assuming the guys are all dweebs. Fair. This is Brian and Eric do not belong here. Uh, I am Eric, your local half-baked Deckard Kane repository of esoteric lore. I'm here with my handsome and splendiferous... Uh, colleague Brian Miller. Hey, Derek. I gotta say, your intro this week is on fucking point, my man. I'm, I just ate a Quest bar. We're sponsored by Quest now. I slugged uh, three quarters of a diet coke, and I'm ready to go. We've got a special surprise for you guys. I'm actually literally sweating into the mic right now. Uh, I can feel my own heartbeat in my temples. Uh, we've got Jesse, the Iceman, Eisman here. Yeah, hi. Uh, I didn't know we uh, had to bring our own superlatives, so yeah. uh, I'm coming up short. Yeah, <laughs> literally. That's diminutive, my man. Jesse, you just got a very um, special thing happening in your life. You're now a reporter at the National Enquirer, is it? What's that, some writing gig you got? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the National Enquirer, but with a, an I instead of an E. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the only, it was the only uh, uh, publication title left. When we started it, sure. So yeah, that's me, man. That's what I've been. That's what I'm getting into. No, you're on a mod. Aren't you on a mod team? Now? Yeah, I'm on you're a, a writer on a <laughs> mod team. I was like, I don't get this bit at all. Yeah. It was, it well, was just I'm, the I worst majored, plug. To be fair, I majored in journalism in college. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, made a made a UCB team, man. We're very bad hosts. Is the, the takeaway here. That's amazing. Very thanks, exciting. Man. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, what are we what are we doing tonight? I'll be real with you. I've entirely lost the plot of this episode so far. I know Jesse's on a mod team, and we're real proud of him. Yeah. And whenever that we have one verifiably funny person here, so yeah. now when we get comments of officially like, certified, yeah, right. Now when we get mean comments about how not funny we are, yeah, yeah. we can be like, well, we this one time. <laughs> All I gotta say is keep them coming. <laughs> uh, I do, I had I had a friend who like. One of my roommates, while I was kind of, you know, taking classes and leading up to applying for a mod team, and and she would be, she would say like, why, like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you need to, you know, make a team? And I would say, well, because I need somebody to tell me that I'm funny. Yeah. She said, well, I I can tell you that you're funny, and I said it doesn't count. I need, <laughs> I need a, a complete third party to tell me that I'm funny, and now it's happened, and I can disappear into dust. That's interesting. That's it. That's it. You have the validation you need that your father never gave you. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel now pressure to be? F- I feel like you've, if anything, you've gotten less funny in the. D- I'm just kidding. You're Sorry, really uh, louder. <laughs> <laughs> Is no, it weird? Uh, no, I think I think uh, I feel pressured to be funny at work. Sure. Uh, and so that has, if anything, tempered me to to kind of uh, not feel the pressure anymore. Uh huh. Yeah, I noticed that weighing on you. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things weigh on me. Uh, my past, my my parents, uh, my job, and now this. Now I'm on. It's great. It's fun. That's, that's cool. <laughs> I'd like, can I give a quick shout out to Carl Coons in the chat? Yeah, hell yeah. Carl, what's up? Uh, Carl Coons is in the chat. We read his email uh, on air a couple episodes ago. Send us a fascinating email. We've been trying to coordinate a call with him. For a long time, we are uh, as bad behind the scenes as we are in front of the scenes with administrative and organizational tasks, so we kind of dropped the ball on that. Uh, but hey, Carl, talk to us in the chat, and we'll figure something out. Uh, hell, yeah. Speaking of uh, stuff that uh, that we're using to transition into something to talk about, sure. we uh, our mailbag. Our mailbag is stuffed. Mailbag. Our mailbag is stuffed to the brim. The seams are busting with... Yeah. An email. We got to get a new bag. <laughs> Maybe just a folder. <laughs> the bag seems presumptuous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of overkill. Just to kind of root around in a big empty sack to pull out one letter. 
so I actually haven't read this yet. Uh, Eric, you have? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Should we just get right into it? This is titled uh, My Little Ghost Story. Yeah, do you want to read it? Because then you'll be surprised. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and this is from Jaina. Thank you, Jaina. Thank you, Jaina. Okay, so starts with, hi, Brian and Eric. And uh, I'm going to add in also, hi, Jesse from Jaina. I hope, I hope that's not presumptuous, Jaina. She would say, I think she'd say hi. I, th- I think, I, I like Jaina. I think she would say hi. I also Jesse. posit, uh, I, I would bet if I had to that it's pronounced Jana. I don't know. Wow, fancy Nordic man. Or or Jana. (laughs) Probably Jana, actually, is what I'm going to go with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Hi, Brian and Eric. My name is Jana, Jana, and I'm writing to you from Germany. I really enjoyed last week's episode about ghosts and thought I'd share with you my little ghost story with you. It's not quite as creepy as Taylor's story, but it's something that I can't quite explain. I moved into my current apartment a little over a year ago. It was suspiciously cheap, considering the size and location. When I first moved in, it was not exactly in a great state. My landlord told me that the reason for this was that no one had lived there for two years. After the previous resident, who was my landlord's brother, had died. Everything seemed fine for the first few weeks, until one night I heard footsteps on the stairs coming up to my bedroom. When I finally forced myself to check the room and the staircase, nothing was there. That happened a few times, and I could never find a trace of anyone actually being there. When I only halfway closed my door going to bed, I would sometimes hear it move. And when I closed it completely, it would sometimes be open in the morning. The locks are very bad, though, so it's possible that it just didn't close properly. Can I can I interject yeah, uh, with, I'm wondering, is anybody looking at the landlord's brother? I feel like from earlier in the show, it was noted that the yeah. landlord's brother had died. I bet you he's got something to do with this. Well, yeah. Great. Being the ghost? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I didn't get to the end. This is Brian and Eric Dubelong here where Jesse Eisman hears the first ghost story ever in his life. (laughs) Maybe the man who's associated with the place who died is somehow involved in this quote-unquote haunting. Perhaps his spirit has lived on. (laughs) Do you think? I think that's what what we're getting at. That would be wild. I... Okay, okay. Let's uh, let's do a little thought experiment here. Sure. Uh, all right. You have definitely closed the door before going to bed. You wake up, the door is open. Do you immediately jump to ghosts? Do you have cats? Great cue. A good cue. But that said, cats, no opposable thumbs. Yeah, but they could, they could like, push on a little door. Mm-hmm. My cat, just, my cat just sits at the base of the door and screams until I do what she wants. That's screams actually maybe more terrifying. Voice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, but I, I would call that sufficiently creepy. If, if it happened enough times that you're, like, noting it, like, sometimes I close the door, and it don't stay closed. Sure. Uh, okay. There were times when I couldn't shake the feeling of being watched. Sometimes things would fall over for no apparent reason. Sometimes I would hear loud sounds coming from my kitchen, to the point where I thought my kitchen cabinets would, uh, had fallen over. But there was never anything there. <clears throat> By far the creepiest thing that has happened was that in the middle of the night, I was still awake, I suddenly heard someone banging on the entrance door. It's impossible that anyone was actually there. My apartment is in a separate building from the other apartments. I am the only one who uh, lives here, and to get to my entrance door, you need to enter the building first. You need a key for that, and the building, uh, building door is rather loud. I didn't hear it open that night. I grabbed the biggest knife I owned, and I went to check the door. Honestly, what the fuck, Pastjana? And lo and behold, there was nothing there. It's gotten quiet recently. Nothing has happened in a few months. I like that last bit. Um, that actually reminds me of the thing that happened to me. Because my apartment is a very similar setup, where I got the three knocks on my window at three in, like three in the morning. Because the entrance to my apartment is separated you have to basically go through a locked courtyard to get to my apartment. It's very weird. Eric, you've had a couple of mysterious knocking incidents, right? Jesse, have you heard about this? I think so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've told everybody. Right. <laughs> well, but I also know that you've been the knocker upon a window, haven't you? Didn't you, like, lose your keys one time and you knocked No, on your... once I got so drunk uh, at my old apartment that I actually uh, wiped my memory banks and forgot the door code to my own apartment, <laughs> which I had been living in for literally months at this point. 
and I had to knock on the window of a very scared, uh, just out of college age girl. Yeah, cue the spooky music for poor life decisions and <laughs> existential angst. Just a uh, drunk red Eric knocking yeah. on the help me. Dude, this girl <laughs> This girl is like fresh out of college who was subletting subletting the room. Uh, I felt so bad. I was wasted. Uh, but yeah, so I too have been a knocker You've upon doors. Being a ghost. I've been, yeah, I've been a ghost of a and a shell of a man. Yeah, absolutely. Um well, so la- actually, last night, it's kind of crazy. Slight development in the in the Ebrunner haunting saga. This is a subtle one. This is a subtle one. Uh, woke up to the sound of my. Cl- I'm in a studio, so everything is very close. Uh, and to save space, I basically have a, a clothing hanger bar suspended on the back of my closet door from which I hang my clothes. So it's difficult to shut the the closet door all the way. I woke up to the sound, the distinct loud creaking. And this is like, I've been in bed. It's probably two in the morning or something. The distinct loud creaking of the closet door just opening. No! Straight up. No! I don't know, man! Hey, look, I mean, we've talked about my old, my old house, the, the very old house that I grew up in, constantly settling, doors are never yeah. matching up with the jams, and so any old day, like, it'll, things will just start opening up. It's very explainable. Like, it could just be a thing shifting around, but it's kind of weird. It woke me up, is what's weird. No! Yeah. Ghost! Spooky. Ghost! <clears throat> so... Jana says here, I should clarify that even though all these things creeped me out in the beginning, I never felt particularly threatened by them. Uh, Except for the banging on the door, that was fucking creepy. I got used to them eventually. Nothing ever actually broke and I never got hurt in any way. Uh, I like to ima- or I like to imagine that my landlord's brother just stuck around for a while to look after his brother and the apartment he used to live in or something. Just like I said. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Maybe he's just a very clumsy ghost. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed my little ghost experience. If anything new happens, I'll keep you up to date, but I'm moving soon, so I think that'll be the end of the story. Thank you for making such a good and fun podcast. Uh I <laughs> That Jay- last part was not written, Brian. Yeah, I, just had it. I love the podcast. I listen to it every week. Do you want some money? Yeah, I can hear how handsome you both are. <laughs> um, I will say, and I, I don't want to uh, concern Jaina with this, yeah. um, but I feel like, well, and I think that's the end of this story, is the worst thing you could say in regards to a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're begging for a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> they all lived happily ever after. I feel like, I think German ghosts, I think in general European ghosts yeah. have to be a lot scarier than American ghosts because there's a much longer tradition. Like how old's America? Oh, true. Uh, 250 to? Yeah, 20, 30 years old. <laughs> well, 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 boys, I uh, hate to break this little bit of historical news to you, but people have been living here on this continent before white people arrived. Don't break it. Well, that's, that's a super good point. And that's but that's like another that's like another trope is like the you know Native American burial burial ground that kind yeah, of yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. like it's its own special trope here. But like over in Europe, man, like I don't know this guy. As soon as he died, he's probably learning from some like disastrously old ghost. <laughs> he's got true. a ghost man. He's got a he's got an old timey ghost mentor. Yeah. Oh man, he's God learning willing. some fucked up shit. <laughs> um, going back to Eric's story real fast. Carl is in the chat saying bad. Closet doors are portals. They allow all manner of stuff to cross over. Uh, Carl, that's not good. I believe that was the plot of Monsters, Inc. <laughs> <laughs> I literally am one of the children from, <laughs> from Monsters, Inc. Just a blue furry John Goodman. Just yeah. like, Eric! Yeah. <laughs> Dad! <laughs> I would go just immediately. <laughs> Papa, don't you want to hear my laugh? Yeah. <laughs> no! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, so, uh, so Jaina's ghost sounds, uh, that sounds pretty spooky. Yeah, I think that is, I mean, here's the, not to be, uh, not to freak anybody out. It's like either she has a ghost, she had a crazy dream, or there was like a legit intruder yeah. in her yeah. courtyard, like an actual physical scary person. 
Yeah, I love that it's like, it's like there like there's no way to get in there unless you had a key or you broke in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. unless you burgled. <laughs> unless you rapped hard on yeah. the window. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I believe you, Jenna. Um, I I feel like it seems like your landlord really shoehorned in there the most important thing, like showing you around. Like, and I picture him like an evil, dusty old butler. It's like yeah. This is a beautiful apartment. You'll truly love it. Uh, no one's lived here for years. The last person died. But look, there's a sink. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, it's you know how uh, you can kind of come up with justifications for why you shouldn't be scared by something. Sure. I have never been afraid in on like a, a creeped out level in an apartment. For huh. some reason, it always clicks in my brain that if this place is haunted, it's everyone in this building's fucking problem. <laughs> so, like, I agree. you never have, like, an entire apartment building went, oh, man, there were ghosts and it was fucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always one person with who cannot verify it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I wonder if there's any crazy haunted apartments in New York. Ooh. There must be. I bet, right? I bet there's some famous ones probably somewhere. That's such a good yeah. yeah. Somebody somebody should look those up. Yeah. Well, anyway, back to the pod. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> what was it? They like, the, like somebody just bought the most expensive apartment like in the history of the country in New York. Oh. Uh, yeah, I forget how many. I forget any of the details, but it was like made news because it was like the most that any apartment has ever sold for. Okay. Um, and uh, I feel like if anything's haunted, it was probably not that. It's probably very modern. But you guys should come up with a registry. Uh, not the most expensive, but the most haunted apartments. Great. Uh, well, I do. I just did a cursory Google search, uh, and uh, from foodandwine.com, my my big paranormal source. Sure. Uh, we have the five most haunted apartment buildings in New York City. Shall we dive in? Yeah, let's do it. And then and then we'll also rate uh, cop or drop. <laughs> Okay, so we've got the Dakota. This is one of NY, and I'm just reading directly from foodandwine.com, because that's most of our podcast, just reading off of websites that did research. One of our sponsors, (laughs) foodandwine.com. I wonder if any of these guys have a podcast. I'd love to be on it. (laughs) Seems well researched. (laughs) Me too. Cut Jesse's mic. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so one of NYC's most famous buildings is also one of its most haunted. This historic building is located in the corner of Central Park West and 72nd Street and dates back to 1880. The sighting started in the 1960s when construction workers witnessed an apparition of a man's body with a young boy's face. Oh Oh, man, something about that is very unsettling and bad. (laughs) I'm right here! (laughs) That joke's not funny unless you know what I look like. <laughs> I look like Very. a grown man with the face of a child. <laughs> uh, to imagine Eric Brenner, I, I mean, it's it's your cherub-like in, yeah. a, yes, <laughs> in yes. a lot of ways. Yes. Just a naked baby angel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Completely hairless, head to toe. From yeah. what I can tell. <laughs> Absolutely. I dip myself in lie every morning. <laughs> Uh, okay, and, uh, and continue today as residents claim to have seen a little girl dressed in period clothing greeting them with a smile and a wave. The Dakota is most notorious for being the murder site of Beatles icon John Lennon, yet his spirit lives on in the Dakota. Yoko Ono is even reported to see John's ghost playing the piano in their apartment. Damn. Does she live there? Or no? I don't know if she lives there now. Uh, maybe they did at the time. Hmm. I don't buy that one. The little girl? Yeah. The old old man body boy? Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Seen one myself. <laughs> we gotta go track down an interview of this old man, old old man, man body, body boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that name is not even descriptive of what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, and how descriptive is Eric? Yeah. <laughs> like old two feet teeth mouth face kid over there. He's got a <laughs> Were you speaking to me? Yeah. Real totem pole of a man just switching in parts. Eric's right. We should refer to him as Mr. Old Man Body Boy. Well, that was my old man body boy father. <laughs> <laughs> your father was a body boy, your grandfather was a body boy, and God damn it, you'll be a body boy. <laughs> I'm keeping the face. <laughs> Oh no, how off the rails this has already gone. 
Uh, okay, so that was the Dakota, which, all right, all right, that's one place to do a show from. Sure. Let's, yeah. Dude, Eric, oh, that yeah. might be the thing that brings, if we can interview John Lennon's ghost. <laughs> you know what's so funny, man? I was listening back through our archives today, and every episode is just like a blueprint for the coolest <laughs> show ever. And it's just like a sand mandala in the wind. Like we just like stop pressing record and just brain wipe ourselves <laughs> and just do it all again the next week. <laughs> we have the best unacted upon unrecorded ideas. Just yeah, but then also somewhere out there, there's like two guys like like Scooby doing it, like finding these haunted locations all around oh, yeah. the city, and they 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 every time they stop and they're like, you know, what we should do, we should sit in a room together and just <laughs> jaw back and forth, yeah. just cackle. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, next New York apartment, haunted apartment. I just said the most, just like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, we should record from one of these. <laughs> 14 West 10th Street. Ooh, that's actually not too far from us. Well, maybe one day we'll record. <laughs> yeah, it's cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's it's cold outside, and also I have a lot of ideas that I immediately get scared of when yeah. we put them into action. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so nicknamed the House of Death. Oh, oh love it. This West Village townhouse was once a murder scene and supposedly inhabited by twenty-two ghosts. Twenty-two. That's so many. Why's this wait, place called it all the wait, ghosts? Wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there a movie? That was thirteen ghosts. Oh, I'm thinking of twenty-seven <laughs> dresses. <laughs> Where is the Avengers universe <laughs> yeah. for 13 ghosts and 27 dresses? There's a cro- there's a place where there's, those things There's meet. more oh, dresses than ghosts. Yeah. yeah, it's true. You're thinking of 13 handles or yeah. <laughs> like ice cream shop. 16 handles. Is it 16? Yeah. Okay, wow. All right. It's a great ice cream shop. Well, I didn't do my research. Yeah. 13 ghosts, 16 handles, 27 dresses. <laughs> What's the connection? <laughs> Eric's already covered in red yarn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's choking on it. Yeah. <laughs> I ate several thumbtacks. <laughs> All right, 22 ghosts. In 1937, the house was converted into apartments, and multiple residents experienced hauntings and sightings of a lady in white, a young child, and a gray cat. Gray cat oh. ghost. Wow. You don't hear about that that often. In 1987, former New York criminal defense attorney Joel Steinberg killed his daughter in his apartment. Fuck. Literary legend Mark Twain, who lived there from 1900 to 1901, is the most notable spirit said to be haunting the halls of his former apartment. Mark Twain? What's he do? Mark Twain. How, who identified him as Mark Twain? Yeah. He saw this line, somebody saw this lineup of 22 ghosts all standing in a row. They're like, I think that one's, I think that's Mark. I think that's him. Yeah, you know, who even knows what he looks like? Yeah. Not yeah, like, it's not like photography was invented by then. <laughs> For the listener, Brian uh, just gingerly scrolled up to reveal a full-length black-and-white picture of Mark Twain. Uh, <laughs> also, I was picturing Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. <laughs> Be more appropriate ghost, I feel. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, in Virginia, there is a Edgar Allan Poe museum. Whoa. Uh, and I feel like... That we're gonna put that on the list of future field trips yep. when when this show has a budget someday. Correct. <laughs> one day this podcast is gonna be great. It's gonna be really good. One day. <laughs> Once we have a budget uh, for a Google Doc where we can record our plans. <laughs> also, how am I getting paid? Is this? Do I get a stipend? Well, cut the for... mic. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is chewing on the on, on the mic cord yeah. uh, like a hamster. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also, it, it really sucks that uh, a lot of these haunted apartments are in areas I will never be able to afford. So, yeah. like. The trick is we just have to die in a really nice apartment mm. and reside in them rent free forever. It's mostly just like, it sucks that, you know, none of us have a verifiably haunted apartment that we could just go to. It has to be in some, like. Oh, true. You know, Manhattan, Midtown, 
gorgeous apartment. Well, do you think, let me ask you this, do you, are, can we like, are these accessible or are these private residences? These now? are current apartment buildings. But do they, they run a tour? They gotta have lobbies. Talk to the doorman. <laughs> yeah. I love the doorman. <laughs> just two sweaty boys just coming up like, tell us about the ghosts! Yeah. <laughs> are you see, 22 ghosts! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the dresses? <laughs> Uh, okay, let's do one more. Okay. Uh, 123 on the park. <laughs> Some patients never left the building at 123 on the park, which was formerly the Caledonian Hospital from 1910 to 2003. Wow. Lining Prospect Park in Brooklyn, the hospital sat empty for a few years before turning into a luxury rental building in 2014. Since then, residents reported strange voices and sounds of mysterious footsteps in the building. And three doormen fled their posts since its opening. Doormen are very brave, generally. I don't mean that sarcastically. The remaining doorman reported to the New York Post that the building is a messed up place to work because it's haunted and has since earned the reputation of being haunted by anti-gentrification ghosts. Hell yeah, that's my kind of ghost. Uh, I'm clicking over into the New York Post article that's hyperlinked. Uh, okay, guys, I think we found our winner. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, on the park. I thought I had my terrible sound clip for emergencies, but... Uh, I didn't. Oh, you guys this are. In for is, I'm a looking treat at your uh, your audio one. library. It's uh, 50 different versions of Smash Mouth <laughs> All Star. <laughs> sure is. Uh, oh God, would it be terrible if I literally just read this article out loud to you guys? Just read it, and if it gets boring, we'll just get distracted and talk about something else. That's fair. That's yeah. how we do things here. Yeah, that's kind of how we roll. <laughs> okay, so this is from the New York Post. Uh, doormen have been quitting their jobs at a luxury rental building in Brooklyn that was once a hospital, sources said, spooked by eerie visions, sounds, and even smells, sparking talk that the high-rise is haunted. The, one two, the 123 Park building on the southeast edge of Prospect Park was built on the site of the Caledonian Hospital, which closed in 2003. Can I, inter- can I interject? Yes. I think of all of those things, smells... Might be the worst one. I don't even mean from like a it's gross standpoint. I mean like if something creaks like with my closet, like that could be you know it could be stuff moving around, whatever. If there's a real bad demonic smell that just sort of comes and goes, and there's no clear reason for it to be there, I think that's pretty spooky. <clears throat> that's spooky. Yeah, that's not uh, good. Also, but of of all the senses. Smell is the one where you take something into your body, and if you're smelling yeah, you're something that truly it. is like evil, you're like like it's in you. It's not yeah, you just got something like a you... little disease. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. very very well could be. Mm-hmm. Most bad smells are bad vapors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so after developers transformed the Flatbush building into a luxury rental and reopened its doors in July 2014, tales emerged of strange voices and mysterious footsteps, which are being blamed on the ghosts of <clears throat> former patients. Sources told the Post. Whoa. At least three doormen have left in the past six months. Wait, wait, wait. Cor- was, this used to be like a hospital? This used to be a hospital. Okay. Uh, at least three doormen have left in the past six months, according to a janitor who works in the building. We didn't, we didn't follow up with uh, building management that they <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that janitor has seen some stuff. Why is he cool with it? He right. sees probably more stuff than the, the doorman does. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Alexandra Sk- Kipanovic, managing hey. di- managing director of Ideal Properties Group, confirmed that there have been high staff turnover at the building and said they've had issues renting. Oh, no. Mm. One doorman who still works there told a superintendent in a nearby building that on the park is a messed up place to work because it is haunted. He said he was doing routine security walks in the basement and then back of the building, and every time he would go down there by himself, he would hear footsteps echoing around him, the superintendent explained. He told me he felt like there was a presence following him. Don't like that. Now I feel like... He's walking around in an empty basement and he hears echoes of footsteps. My friend, those are just your own footsteps. I don't trust that guy. Right, there is a... So I remember uh, when I... I maybe told the story on the podcast before, but when I was a kid, uh, my school uh, was like a hundred... My elementary school 
uh, was a like hundred year old building. Uh, and the bathrooms were in the basement of the building. There were these giant, like, Harry Potter fucking Ooh. lavatories. Um, and uh, you could hear footsteps uh, just, like, echoing around. And it was Yikes. just it was just the footsteps uh, from upstairs, like, echoing down. But you were in this giant room. Uh, and, uh, like, I can literally only describe it as, like, a Harry Potter-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but, like, as kids, we'd always be terrified of it. Like, oh, there were ghosts walking around. Like, oh, there were, I, uh, I believe the story was that there were train tracks there and, like, a school bus got uh, struck by a train. That said, there was no, never a train light running through that location. <laughs> we were children making shit up. Um, but could, I mean, could that be it? Because that's happened in nicer buildings. It's like footsteps echoing around mm. in a... So you guys, you guys think it's just like bad acoustics? Yeah. Maybe spooky vibe, spooky history, just getting people's heads. Yeah, I mean, because I'll also say, I am more inclined to believe in spooky things when I'm already spooked. Put me in the dark, and I'll be like, <laughs> "Fuck ghost, ghost." Yeah. If you guys want to rewind a couple apps to what was that? Our Christmas episode. It was our fucking Christmas. Literally, episode. just the lights go off. I mean, it was weird. The way the lights went off was a little weird. But like the theater of the whole thing. We went from, like, playful skeptics to true believers in about 30 <laughs> seconds in the middle of a very well-lit office building. All it takes is turn the lights off. Yeah, make it dark. Make it a little dark. Yeah, there's definitely something about being, like, being in the dark or being in a spooky situation that you go from being, like, like you know, Matt, like, just a complete skeptic to apologizing to ghosts just in case they're there. <laughs> I was apologizing to the ghosts for Brian for his past <laughs> transgressions and present ones. So many. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot, pal. <laughs> we <laughs> we got to get a spirit box and go back there before because we're moving out of this office soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. College, we should do that. College humor's packing up and going, so we gotta we gotta get in there. This is one idea that we actually should do because yeah. we because Tess was saying you can just get those things on your phone. You can download them like an app. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You mentioned a spirit box. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? What is that? Spirit box. I was also not familiar with them, but apparently it uh, can pick up pick, pick up ghost sounds. It's literally just like a recorder, basically, like a like a the flute like instrument. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Great. Yeah, yeah. How you learn? How you learn <laughs> to teach a ghost? How you learn a ghost some music? I'm gonna leave this recorder right here, and if you want to play it, yeah, you can, you certainly can. Uh, Carl in the chat says, "I have a little brown dog ghost in my house," and uh, oh, what's the deal with that, pal? Uh, tell you what, Carl, we're actually, we're live right now. We got, uh, we got, we're on the phone with 1-518-282-4762. If you want to call in and tell us about your little brown ghost, uh, that is 1-518-282-4762. Is a ghost bothering you? Don't call us. We don't know what to do. do we, we, we are the least effective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Carl, give us a call if you can. Uh, <clears throat> Animal ghosts is that, yeah, like you mentioned with that little gray cat from earlier. Yeah. Not something that comes up a lot, animal ghosts. I feel like I wouldn't be as scared of an animal ghost. Might seem nice. I feel like a dog or a cat would, see, would seem nice, but like a cow or a horse? A bigger animal. A bigger animal. Scary. Just any bigger animal. Yeah. Do you think a, a ghost horse sounds majestic, though? Like, that's a spirit. That's true. Like, that's a guiding spirit. Away. That's not a ghost. That's not yeah. a ghost. That's a spirit. <clears throat> That's just there to guide your way. I have a dead horse story. Do you? Tell me fucking everything, dog. So my my mom grew up on a farm, and uh, so she's, like, used to, like, raising animals and also having to put them down and that sort of thing. But she told this story about how there was this one horse that either got old or got lame and had to be put down. So my uh, grandfather and my uncle kind of dug a big hole, led the horse over next to it, and had to shoot it. That's how you put an animal down. Yeah, yeah. Fell the wrong way. You know, it's really the the real G move. (laughs) You make the horse dig its own goddamn hole. <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> yeah, well, next time I got a horse I got a problem with, yeah. that's how I'm going to deal with it. This horse fell the wrong way, and then they had to uh, to dig kind of dig a new hole around it because it's too big to drag into the hole. Yeah. So anyway, if any horse is going to have a ghost, it's going to be that one. He don't, I don't like the way it went out. I'm sure he doesn't like the way it went out. You guys want to go to my grandparents' old farm? <laughs> Your ghost yes. farm? Yeah, we super. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do, Jesse. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. do it. Okay, great. Grab That's the mic. Good. Where? Where is this in PA? 
It's in New Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, even better. I, I feel like we actually divulge on this show just an irresponsible <laughs> amount of personal information. <laughs> I mean, all right. Go check every house in New Jersey, I guess. Sure. Maybe you'll find yeah. Jesse's. <laughs> yeah, I dare you. Find the spooky ghost farm, you idiots. <laughs> It's somewhere in New Jersey. <laughs> no one on the internet will take this seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to. I mean, that's interesting. Have you se- Oh, we got we got a call. I'm excited. We haven't taken a call on the show in a while. We got a call. We got a call. We're going to the phone. Hey there, you're on the line with Brian, Eric, and Jesse. Is this Carl? Carl, we're feeding back a little bit. Hey there, you're on the line. Hello. Hey, Carl. Hello, how are you? Doing well, Carl. What's going on, man? You know, another day, you know. <laughs> Carl, so tell us about this uh, this ghost dog that lives with you. I I don't have any dogs now because I've had I've had a bunch of dogs the last couple of years, but they've all passed away in the last two years. But... I moved into this house in 2004, and at one time, 2004, 2005, I had four dogs in the house. And there were just a few times when I would see out of the corner of my eye, this. It, I had a little brown dog in the house, and I would see what I thought was my little brown dog going into the kitchen, which he knew he wasn't allowed to or going into his crate, or, but the thing is, I live in an early 1940s house, and it's all hardwood floors, and it took me a couple of times before I realized that I wasn't hearing uh, little claws on the hardwood floors, and I would look to see where the dog was, and he wasn't there. Carl, you got a ghost dog, man. I know, I know, and I, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything for a long time, and I had some, uh, this was back in 2007, 2008, I had some extended family living in the house, and one day she came up to us and said, hey, you know, Porkchop, our little brown dog we had, was in my room last night, and and the thing was, he slept with us, my, my husband and I. He slept with us in our room, and we kept the doors closed. There was, there was, there was no way. No, no way. No! And, Ghost dog! And, whoa, 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 wait. Hang, well, there's a ever, second. Yeah, go well, ahead. Sorry. Well, the, the thing is, like, ever since, I, I only see the dog now in the last couple of years. Like, maybe, like, two or three times a year, I will catch something out of the corner of my eye. Little brown dog. You know, no claws on the hardwood floor. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I, I know what this is. Okay, yeah, I got it. Yeah, Brian officially diagnoses you with ghost dog. <laughs> <laughs> there, Man. See, I'm a, I'm a dog. I'm a dog person, so there are worse things that a guy could have. <laughs> sure, that yeah. – right. And we were just talking about, like, a, uh, a, a, I feel like a ghost animal could be friendly and uh, – Yeah, yeah. You could be cursed with, like, a ghost, like, wombat or a ghost <laughs> – that would be bad. Kangaroo or something, you know? But I, I can deal with a ghost dog. I'm good with that. I'm good. That's fair. Wow. I, th- I think that. I think that's entirely fair. Uh, shit. But what do you think? I guess if ghosts are real, if ghosts exist, uh, why wouldn't that energy apply to, a, to, to animals? A dog. Why would it only? No, be I, I absolutely to humans? think that. Yeah, absolutely. Because for. How I've thought of it is, for some reason, that little spirit critter feels comfortable here because I've always had dogs. They're always comfortable. They're always well taken care of. So why not, you know, one more? I don't know. An an interesting element of a lot of ghost stories is that often the ghosts don't seem to always realize that they are ghosts, that they are dead. And they think they're just kind of going about their day. It's almost closer to just yeah, a weird little bit of programming yeah, yeah. that's firing yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Carl, thank thank you for calling in. I, there were so many questions we had from from your last email, which was which was pretty fascinating. Um, 
to you, are there any elements you're specifically comfortable talking about? I was really interested about your, your time in the Freemasons uh, and the fact that, that you that you decided to get out of there. Can you talk about that or not really? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I was in a lodge in, in uh, the D.C. area. Uh-huh. And it was... There was a sizable... Con- just for the record, yeah, I'm gay. Okay. So you know, so moving forward, this is kind of an important thing. Sure. There was there were there was a in this particular lodge in D.C. There was a sizable number of gay men in this lodge, which yeah. is now I it, are the I are the Masons know. like a conservative organization in that way? Or they, are they that's that's kind of that's kind of where I was going is yeah they tend to be kind of conservative. Okay. But if you if you move into like the larger cities, metropolitan areas, it Masons kind of mirror that local area in that their membership looks a lot like where they are. Sure. So uh, I I became a master Mason in the later half of the 1990s in San Diego. That's like a pretty big deal, right? Yes, it was. Uh, this was this was the the um, this was the York Rite. Oh. And in the York Rite there are three degrees of masonry. Okay. Um, I'm riveted. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm riveted right now. Tell me okay. everything. So so it, th- there are two basic divisions of Freemasonry. There's the York Rite, which is most often called the Blue Lodge, which is where most Masons spend most of their time. Uh-huh. And then there's this, what's called the Scottish Rite, and they, this is the, the, the aspect of Masonry, and I've got the book somewhere in my room. If I could find it, my room is a mess. It always is. Um, <laughs> yeah. There are 32 degrees of masonry in the Scottish Rite with an honorary, and this is, if you listen to conspiracy theory literature and podcasts, you hear about this, this, this 33rd degree of Freemasonry, which is honorable, which is not an official degree of Freemasonry. Sure. Which is where supposedly all these, um, conspiracy theories of, you know, taking over the world, et cetera, you know, come from. My experience in the York Rite, I was a Master Mason, Third Degree Mason. My experience in the York Rite of Freemasonry, I am not a Scottish Rite Freemason, is the biggest thing that we bicker about is what we're serving for dinner in the (laughs) following month's meeting. Now, this is not to say that Certain York Rite Masons in the 33rd degree do not abuse the secrecy clause. And you can Google the secrecy oaths of Masons and find all of them online. I'm not going to go into them here. They're very um, intense, they're all right? There. Um, but if you want to delve down deeper into Freemasonry slant, take over the world, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's not York right. I can tell you that. Gotcha. Can, I'm going to, I'm just going to put out there some of my impressions of Freemasonry from, from like cursory Wikipedia research and, and just, I want to get your take on them. So, and, and also, and also, uh, watching the, that series on Netflix brother that was put, I think it's called about the, about the Freemasons was pretty interesting. But, uh, I've not seen that one, but there was a Dan Brown novel a couple of years ago which dealt in Freemasonry, which was interesting, very riveting, but may, like I said, it dealt mostly with Scottish Rite Freemasonry yeah. and may have played a little fast and loose with what actually goes on in most lodge meetings. Gotcha. So my my impression of the Masons, and I'm not that familiar, obviously, with the York versus Scottish Rite distinction, but my impression is group of guys, fraternal organization, 
focused kind of on, uh, I guess, like the moral training or evolution of its members, doing good works, kind of getting together, singing songs, a little bit of a drinking club, throw in uh, some esoteric rituals, not exactly like magic, like nobody's practicing quote-unquote ceremonial magic, but the rituals themselves are, are pretty ancient and, and, and touch on some of that stuff, but it's not actively practiced. And there's just sort of a, a bond of secrecy. And that's kind of as far as it goes. Is that Would you say that's an accurate portrayal or am I missing so something? Are, are there masons in your immediate family that have told you about what goes on in lodge meetings? Uh, no, just the internet. Just the internet, really? looking online. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah. I also think uh, um, it's pretty clear uh, Eric is angling for an invitation into the Masons right now. He's like, you guys are just like all really smart people, right? You probably, now that I'm going to mention this, you're probably going to see them all the time. Um, I, I wanted to kind of go back to my lodge, you know, years and years after. It, there's a whole story about after my husband died. Um how my brethren in the lodge let me down, but I oh. I've often thought about going back to see if I could you know become a mason again, but in you 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 will see occasionally like license plate borders which will have m masonic symbols on them, and then in masonic symbolry will say something like two B letter B. Letter number one, to be one, ask one. Huh. Oh. Yeah. And the, the thing is, you have to, if you're interested in Freemasonry, you're supposed to seek out an active Freemason and ask them. Tell gotcha. them you're interested in becoming a Mason. But the, the trick is, and I'm going to probably speaking out of school here, you're supposed to tell them three times is the magic number because that third time they're supposed to assume that you're serious and they will give mm. you the paperwork to join a Masonic Lodge. And like I can tell you what, what I what I talked about before, at least in the York Wright Lodge, we are not planning the takeover of the world <laughs> and putting Beyonce's next album at the top 10. We are, <laughs> we are more concerned whether it's ham salad or turkey salad I at the ham. next meeting before dinner. Yeah, I feel like Eric and I could really contribute there. So uh, this is Brian and Eric. Don't belong here. Is becoming Brian and Eric become Freemasons. Jesse, you win. Uh, I'm in. Ham, uh, ham, ham salad and, pot. In New York... There are lodges everywhere. Yeah, yeah, there York. actually there are. There's a there's a huge one on like 23rd Street. Gigantic building. I pass by it sometimes. You know what to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what well, if in, yeah. you know what they say, to be one ask one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, d if you don't mind me asking what why did you how come you left? Was it the circumstances surrounding your your late husband's death or was there another reason if you can talk about uh, it. Uh yes. Okay. I don't want to go into a lot of detail. Sure. But it it had less to do Okay, it had something to do with the fact that after my world basically fell away from me when my husband died. Yes, yeah, so I already heard and that. Al yeah. And and also the fact that there was one particular person whom I consider to be a lodge brother. This is hard to say. That he invited me over to his house and basically invited me up to his bedroom with oh, no. there was basically a puppy up there he wanted me to see. Oh no. Oh boy. Carl, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's that okay. sounds like it sucks. I, I, this, this was a long time ago. I'm you know, I'm working yeah. past that. But it's just it, it made it so it was very hard for me to disassociate one from the rest. And I sure. now, you know, seven years on, okay, yeah, I should have done better. But at the time, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't there. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so a, a little a little disillusioning about maybe some of the motives of your of your brethren. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Disillusion is a good word. Yes, yes. Thank you. Good word. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Man, that stinks and I'm sorry to hear it. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh I hope I hope you find a uh, a much better brethren to like involve yourself in that doesn't <laughs> yeah. fucking blow. Yeah, I, I like I, that you're looking into getting getting back into it. I think uh, about that pretty often. Yes, I do. That's great. Well, I mean, hey, if you need pledge brothers, you got three. <laughs> three, three pod bros. Uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna start our own organization. Well, and it's and, ham salad and all the time. It's all eat. If you guys, if you guys want to join a lodge, one of the things that is involved is there are a couple of people that usually have to be some sort of a character witness. So, oh, wow. I, you know. Let me know. I'll see what I can do. Wow. Carl. Even though, like I said, I'm a lapsed Mason. Let me know. Sure. Carl, this is a Thanks. Hall of Famer call. Thank you yeah, for thank calling you. in. Any, thank any you for time. sharing all this. Yeah. Any, hey, Carl, you have an open invitation anytime you want to be on the show, man. <laughs> yeah. You rule. Well, thank you, Carl. Monday yeah. at 615, right? Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. We'll, 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 we'll go we'll into this even time. further. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, thank cool. you again. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Cool. Later, man. Thanks, man. Have a great weekend. Night. Bye. That, that was, was a- really. I feel like he was by far the second best guest on this particular. <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> hey Jesse, just a quick question: What uh, secret societies have you, or are you been a member of? <laughs> I, uh, it's. Uh, I'm going under a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Incredible call. Uh, very personal story. Yeah, you, yeah, and definitely thank you to Carl for sharing all of that with yeah, us. Yeah. Um, Truly wild. I, I really haven't thought that much about the Freemasons. I don't actually know what, the, you know, it's so Carl explained to us, okay, they mostly argue about what to have for dinner. Yeah. And I, I've always kind of assumed it was mostly a social club. Yeah. But, like, w- we'll have to ask Carl next time we talk yes. to him, but, like, what what else comes up in those meetings? <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, you should, you should ch- there's this, there's this, I think it's called Brother. It's a documentary on Netflix. And I think because, because it's seen as sort of like an older older man's kind of organization the membership is dying out a little bit now so i think the the mason sort of gave this producer and this documentary crew kind of like unprecedented access inside to show the kids what it's all about it's kind of cool to be a mason if only Uh, if only only. there were two sweaty boys dude it hooked me nothing (laughs) nothing but enthusiasm for dumb shit yeah exactly (laughs) dumb shit and exposed bricks yeah yeah Talk to me about grout. <laughs> I love I did I love the rule that uh, like you got to ask him three times. It sounds like maybe they're just bad at getting back to you. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad he mentioned that because I think after one we'd be like, I don't think they want us back. I, I'm not, I haven't heard back. <laughs> I think we offended one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Also, also though, it'd be like it'd be like, no, we do not want this guy. But he did ask three times. Yeah, we have technically have to. <laughs> yeah, we are a genie. Uh. So I guess what the question is: Is there a time period in between the the askings? Is that to be on three separate occasions, or can we just ambush one outside the lodge? Like, I want to be a mason. I want to be a mason. I want to be a mason. Boom! That's give me the fucking great, papers. I know you got them. That's a great. That is a great <laughs> cube, right? Jesse started like covering his ears. No! 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 <laughs> I can't wait if we ever decide to pledge, and they're just like, "Yeah, we'll just uh, do a quick scrub of your social media presence." <laughs> wow, these guys are uh, something. Yeah, <laughs> just I'll... literally type the first thing. In. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, every every club in Manhattan is now on lockdown. Yeah, the members are allowed to go out yeah. without like earplugs. <laughs> well, we're still we're still. I think we're still gunning hard for the uh, for that sick uh, tabletop gaming club we found. Right, and then we we did not follow up on also, that. Also, also in that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is the face of adult ADHD, everybody. Thanks. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting back in touch with my wife and children. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, this is more fun. <laughs> we're having a ball. Uh, we Man, were... I feel like we covered a lot of territory tonight. Yeah. We haunted apartments in NYC. We we cracked into how to, how we're gonna get into the Freemasons. This is true. <laughs> Yoko so Ono fun. came up for is this the tenth pod in a row that Yoko Ono got to mention? I yeah. mean, this is Brian and Eric talk about Yoko Ono. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We didn't even get to talk about the uh, alien invasion in Queens. 
Oh, I feel like we got to touch into that, and we can because uh, there's not much to talk about. That's right. But uh, so a couple weeks back, this was over the holiday. Yeah. And it's crazy that we didn't talk about this immediately. We texted about it. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it happen. From Long Island. Yeah. Give us give us the breakdown because I saw it from a car in Virginia, or sorry, in South Carolina, coming back from a theme park. (laughs) Like on your phone. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah, no, I just saw it on Twitter. And yeah, was like, yeah. Oh, uh, Queens is on fire. So, I, Jesse, were you in the city at that I point? Actually, no, I wasn't. Were, were you just not? I think I was in New Jersey. Okay. Could you see it from there or no? Nah. So, I was I was home in Long Island, uh, probably, I don't know, 30, 40 miles from Queens, from where this is happening. Uh, it was after the holidays, and I was home uh, at my parents' house. They were asleep. I was kind of watching TV in my den went to the back door where the kitchen is and look outside and the whole sky, and this is nighttime, so it should be dark. The whole sky is like a bright neon turquoise blue kind of situation. And I literally just like got my ice cold glass of milk from the fridge (laughs) and just like walked back into my den and prepared for death. Like, I feel like it's so, I felt, you know how I felt? I felt like how the first, uh, the first peoples must have felt like the first time they saw a solar eclipse or something where it's like, well, this is just not how that works. Like, this is obviously clearly the end of the world. Like every day, every day it goes up, it goes down, yeah, it goes up, yeah, it goes yeah, down. Same, it goes, what the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Moon bad. <laughs> Dude, the whole, it was like daytime. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, it was dark where I was, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, Latita. I like, I, like, I like also the idea of like, like you know, a millennia ago, like ancients seeing an eclipse and running for a glass of milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was nice. It was cool. It was nice. Uh, whole milk only, as always. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this was quickly explained as a like transformer explosion, yes. something involving a power plant. Which, okay, I'll, I'll be real. It, it's probably just that. It's probably exactly what they said. Yep. But if it was aliens, would they tell us? The NYPD literally tweeted, "Definitely not aliens," <laughs> which is the most suspicious tweet of all time. It's aliens. That's an alien. That's, that's an exactly alien. what you say when there's aliens. That's, yeah, that's what you say when there's an alien. It felt like it was out of Men in Black. Right? Yeah, where, where they they like they had like a whole course in like how to come up with just impossible scenarios that explain just very clearly alien. Uh, alien that's exactly what. It, that's exactly right. And then the news cycle just moves right on. <laughs> they just quote unquote repair the transformer. It's mostly crazy to me that no conspiracy theories have like bumped up. Everyone just moved on from it. I know that one was ripe. That was yeah. Ripe like for it. N- there's nothing online of like there are lies here. I know the California wildfires. There were kids talking about like drones shooting lasers right. into <laughs> trees. And this one's actually plausible, kind of. I don't know. Guys, the energy in this room, I wish you could all be here. <laughs> yeah. We are Brian, worked up. Brian and Eric are in their element. They're yeah. like, they're boiling over with consp- very mild conspiracy theories. What we do is we just don't take our mutual blood pressure medication for 48 hours before recording, and we just get a little mad. Just all riled up over something that could be based on no evidence. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else? Bananas are getting harder to open. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, speaking of bananas, they have bananas upstairs at our workplace, and man, they're not always ripe. When yeah. and I get them, and I'm sad. <laughs> you know what's a bullshit banana? When you peel it, but sometimes the inner part of the peel that's kind of like a webby net stays ah! stuck to the meat of the fruit. Ruins a perfectly good banana. That's a fucking banana. <laughs> if we find out that the Freemasons have a hand in that, I think we're rescinding our application. <laughs> I'll say that right now. We'll stop at the second ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're not getting number three, boys. <laughs> Can't have this. <laughs> Shouldn't have said ham salad. <laughs> These boys are beet red and yeah. dripping with sweat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I like, I like to think of as the most harmless version of Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Beet red. <laughs> furious. <laughs> We're a declawed Alex Jones who couldn't afford admission to the sauna, so we just make our own in a tiny little room. Also, though, talk about feats of strength all day long. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's just a given. We're very buff boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'll snap two pencils. Is that a lot? Hey, everybody. This is Brian <laughs> and Eric. 
don't belong here. Jesse Eisman, thank you so much for coming I, on to this uh, nightmare circus. I of- just had a nightmarish moment where I thought you were just launching into a new episode <laughs> intro. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> oh, His face went never blank ends. and he was like, yeah. This. yeah. <laughs> Just white, the Freemasons like sniped me from the Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, thank you so much for being on the Thanks, show. Is man. there anything hey. you want to plug? Oh yeah, I guess you can just follow me on Twitter at Eisman. Hard to spell, but I'll do it. E-I-S-E-M-A-N-N. That's it. Nice. Hell yeah. Eric, we got a Twitter. We do. I know it now. It's Brian and Eric Pod at the, at Twitter.com. Well, it's not at Twitter, it's uh, the backslash Brian and Eric Pod on Twitter. Beautifully done. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly <laughs> Take <executed>. that, internet. <laughs> uh, let's see. If somebody's got a ghost story they want to tell us, they can do that at our email address, email. right? Which the is same one. Brian and Eric Pod at gmail. We love it. We'll definitely read it on the show because we love talking about ghost stories. Honestly, uh, we're going for, we're clearly going for quality over quantity in terms of listeners because all of the submitted stories have been excellent. Everybody who's called in has been amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Thank you again, Carl. Uh, yeah, thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're available uh, in a lot of places on Apple Podcasts where yeah. you should leave a review. Yo, we got it. We actually got a, a five-star review. Our review game is pretty strong so far. We got a review today from a man saying, very funny, a little blue. <laughs> <laughs> blue. Blue light and queens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. It's all connected. 27 dresses, five stars. Ah! One of you has to drink some water. (laughs) Shut up, water dad. Uh, Our music is from purple-planet.com, and our intro and outro is by Morris Black, who you can check out on Spotify and find out there where to buy his stuff. Guys, we'll see you next time. See you next time, guys. Andrew WK, we're coming for you. We're we're coming for you. We're going to rescue you. We're we're out there. We've nearly tracked down your location. We're going to find you, buddy. We're coming. 